0: Welcome to Peak Health with Dr. Gupta. This show is for those who want to optimize their health, maximize their genetic potential, and have some fun along the way. Today's show will be about a topic that's potentially life-changing. Well, not potentially, but that is life-changing, the power of gratitude. To discuss this topic, we have my personal coach and a good friend of mine, Mariola Sarsnick. Mariola is a TEDx speaker, a coach, a founder, the founder of Maximum Results Academy, and she's helps leaders and organizations to take their performance to the next level of excellence and live a life of fulfillment. She's worked with leaders, athletes, TEDx speakers, best-selling authors, startups, nonprofits, Fortune 500 companies all over the world, and we're very happy to have her. Welcome, Mariola.
1: Welcome, I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Thank you, we're happy to have you. So we'll go right ahead and start off with a simple question. Why is gratitude so important?
1: Well, Ravi, I always say, I have the saying, a gratitude a day keeps a doctor away. (laughs) Maybe not every single doctor, but it's so, so helpful. Um, And... Gratitude has been found in the neuroscience, in the science, and the newest research just shows how much gratitude can offset stress. And we know how much stress causes a lot of medical conditions. And um, just fueling yourself with a little bit of the gratitude, um, even few moments, it really helps to negate negative emotions, because the negative thought and the and the positive thought cannot both coexist. So that positive thought, that gratitude, if we cannot find anything else, we can just think of something we're grateful for and it will help to negate that negative thought.
0: Yeah. And that's so true. You know, you can't, when you think about something that's pleasant or a good experience you've had, it's very difficult to be angry at the same time. It just doesn't, doesn't work that way. And gratitude is the primary way to get rid of anger and fear. And those are like the the basic fundamental reasons that people are stressed or upset or whatever it may be um, is because they have those underlying emotions. So being in a state of gratitude will allow one to get rid of that anger and fear and focus on something in a positive light.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, you know, the wonderful thing about gratitude is it's free. It's, you know, easy. Um, to be in a state of gratitude, even though people may not think that. And it, but it's like a muscle, right? I mean, it's like the more you work this muscle of gratitude, the easier it becomes and uh, the quicker you can get into that state.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like with anything else, right? The, the number of repetitions, the more you uh, walk that path, the more you create these neurons, the neurons that um, fire together, wire together. So the more you do it, the more it becomes much natural for your body and for your thoughts, for your mind um, to adopt that emotion of attitude. Absolutely.
0: Yes. and, And I think you also made a very important point in that, you know, we live stressful lives or we perceive this stress and that stress has an adverse effect on our physiology, our health and Every chronic condition is exacerbated by stress. I mean, there's no question. It's very well based in the literature. People that are stressed constantly, that aren't sleeping well, you know, that stressors—not only kind of mental stressors, but outside stressors as well—they um, just do more. They do poorly. They don't live as long. Um, their chronic conditions worsen. So, the power of gratitude is that if you get yourself in this state, if you're in a state of gratitude, more often than not. Those stressors will absolutely lessen and they have to, because as we said earlier, you can't have the positive and negative emotions happening at once. So not only does gratitude help you, you know, feel good, kind of be in a better mental state, but actually physiologically, biochemically, it's helping you as well. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And it taps really into resourcefulness, right? Like oftentimes when you're talking about state Ravi, when we are in an unresourceful state, the state where we um we are feeling maybe angry or fearful or upset and not grateful, it's much harder to come up with the decisions. It's much harder to resolve the problem. It's much harder to be a much more loving individual. And and while we are grateful, it's much easier to open up this resourcefulness within ourselves um, and as well as outside for the guidance to to be able to access the resources that are necessary to, um, whether it's to make a decision or be more present with our loved ones or whatever whatever it's required in the moment.
0: Excellent. So we're going to talk about maybe, first we'll talk about some examples of where gratitude has maybe changed your life or or maybe a client of yours or someone, someone that, you know, Um, and uh, then we can talk about ways that we can use gratitude in our lives to, to better our lives. So could you think of an example or maybe your own personal one or another one that's um, very potent, potent pertinent about gratitude and how it's changed a life?
1: Oh, like gratitude for, so for me personally, uh, changed, totally changed my life um and for many of my clients actually it's one of the prescriptions like i said uh, gratitude a day keeps the doctor away so I, I i prescribe to my clients as well to make sure that we are grateful we are celebrating enough for myself specifically um i used to have very high levels of anxiety and even though i have gone through tremendous personal development even though i've studied all of the mindset and heart set and soul set all of the things that that I needed to do. And even though I was doing everything perfectly at one point, it um, I, I still like would wake up with anxiety. So my body would actually go into anxiety as upon waking up. So the very first thing that I, um, the very, very, very first thing that as soon as I was feeling that anxiety flowing in, I would ask myself a question, God, what am I grateful for? And then expressing the gratitude and saying that at least one thing, at least two things, at least whatever whatever it came to my mind. But just um, starting with that grateful thought, um, it really helped me to push out the anxiety from out of my physiology. And it's a miracle, I think. I mean, um, to to help. Just with the gratitude alone to be able to to kind of push it out of physiology, so for all of the listeners, definitely, if you're experiencing any type of anxiety, that's something that ha- can definitely help because I know it on my own example,
0: yes, um, excellent. I mean, and I've had personal example uh, experiences rather of the same type of thing where you know, years ago I was in a relationship, very bad breakup and thinking about. Um, all the negative consequences of that and, you know, how that affects me was having a a stressful, had to create that stressful energy. But what I realized was if I put myself in a state of gratitude, if I thought about the things I was thankful for about, you know, the relationship or how, um, how wonderful it was in certain ways and what I learned from it and, you know, all the, the ways I can be, could have been grateful for that. It completely transformed the experience um, I think there's, there's two caveats to this too, is one, you've got to do it consistently. It's not like something you could do just once. And then you're like, okay, you know, I'm okay. And go back to the bad way of thinking. It's just not going to work. You really have to train yourself. So as you train yourself, it's going to become more of a habit. Um, but two, I, acceptance is extremely important as well. And that's, I think that's part of the equation here, right? You, you have to accept what has happened. Um, and I think in that acceptance it's okay to feel a negative emotion you know a lot of times people are thinking oh my god i feel horrible about this and then they they judge themselves oh i i'm such a bad person because i feel so bad I feel so angry about this situation but if you accept the fact that hey this this happened i accept that it happened and i accept that you know i'm human and these negative emotions are going to come out but then you accept that negative emotion, release it, and then bring in that gratitude. That's where it can be extremely powerful. Powerful.
1: Hundred percent. And and uh, and you know, of course, uh, from your experience. And while working with my clients, I always say about I talk about the purifying your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, uh, because we oftentimes want to want to kind of almost. Suppress the negativity and say, well, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to have anything negative. But emotions and thoughts will come. And sometimes our behaviors as well are just going to show up. So it's purifying. It's to your point. It's releasing the emotion, acknowledging and releasing. It's not just kind of suppressing in your subconscious mind because whatever gets suppressed, eventually it's gonna get expressed even more. Um so absolutely and gratitude, and once that emotion or thought is purified, then moving into um into the gratitude absolutely, especially in some state. And to the other really, really amazing point that you pointed out, uh Ravi, was uh the state that you condition, right? It's not something that you just do do once. It's just like not to take a bath once, right? And expecting to last but we all have emotional home to which we are addicted to and the reason why we're addicted to because our brain is a survival brain and loves what's familiar so when we are holding on to that sometimes the angry state or fearful state it's a familiar or need for for certainty like it's a familiar state it's our home and even though it's not serving us, it's familiar. So sends the message to our brain, well, it's familiar for you. You're gonna lose use much less energy just staying in that state. So it's so important to using gratitude as a tool to to transition into whatever its empowering state that we wanna and move into that new home emotion. Um, so and then condition that. Um, with, with time, as you said, don't do it once, but do it every day, multiple times per day until it's conditioned. Because again, we get addicted to emotions and then emotions get habituated. And then we we are going to remember as to your point, like more of like what, what happened in this relationship to kind of feel bad. Or once we go and create a new emotional home, we actually will remember all the things that are great.
0: Yes. I think one point you made That's super important is that we get addicted to certain emotions and they are not serving us well. Like, you know, anger, for example. Now, if you got into an angry state, you're upset about something, you perseverated on it and it benefited you, then I could see why you'd want to stay in that. But most of the time, the benefit may be, you know, very minor compared to the negative or adverse effects of that negative emotion. Um, so you it's, you know, it's important to think like, Hey, look, I may be upset about this. I may be sad. I may be angry. Uh, you know, I may be fearful, whatever it may be. Um, is this benefiting me? You ask yourself the questions, you know, the, the, the right, asking yourself the right question is extremely important. Um, is, is this benefiting me? Is this helping me? And if it is, Hey, then, then. You know, maybe, maybe you need to stay in that angry, fearful state, but if it's not, most of the times it's not, then, then shift and you'd get to shift your state. Now that's the, I guess that's the next question, Muriel is how do you shift if you're like in that state of anger, how do you shift to gratitude?
1: Well, uh, that's, a, that's a really, really good question. Well, one thing, if the anger, because you, you made a really good point that sometimes anger might be serving us. So when I work with my clients, it, it is oftentimes important to recognize the moments where anger is serving. And part of purification of this emotion is to transmute anger into, for example, into creative energy or take anger and then maybe from that anger create some action-taking energy. So at the moment, so number one, there is some percentage of moments where anger will serve us um, and and just, just kind of that purification won't be just shifting to another state, but it will be just taking this energy and transmuting into something that it's going to open our fullest potential even more. Um, the, the second part to shift, the fastest way to shift anger any emotional state, any emotional state is to shift your physiology.
0: What does that mean? Physiology?
1: Shifting anything. So you can take a deep breath. You can rapidly just move your body. Anything because we have energy and energy stored, just like emotions are stored in our body. So just staying like in the, in a state of not, not movement it's much harder to shift it with just reframing and just thinking, well, what am I grateful for? When you're, let's say, like you just got very, very angry, something happened, you're sitting at your desk, you're looking at the computer. It's much more difficult to think of the things you're grateful for because you have a lot of... Um, external stimuli that are keep on pounding into your subconscious mind it keep on anch- uh, building up and awakening the anchors that are fire off and making you even more angry so the fastest way is Stand up. Uh, don't even look at the computer, but just to go clear the head, maybe go for one, go for a walk. I I do something my favorite, one of my favorite processes is whenever I get stuck, is running for breakthroughs, uh, where I, I will go for a run to, to shift my state. And um, changing that physiology the second point you already were mentioning the second the, the second part that you can move into is that what are you focusing on right like what are the primary questions you're asking yourself and what do you need to focus on in order not to feel angry or feel grateful instead and of course the language is always going to have the power of uh and tony robbins talks about it um about these techniques The the language of um, incantations, and I think it comes from the from the story about the prince uh, that turned his, that, that got turned into the frog. And I always believe I have a little frog here as a reminder for my language because incantations are the statements that we say with emotional intensity that it almost puts the spell, and it truly does put a spell. So we can turn ourselves into the frog or into the prince or princess. Um, And it's just saying with that emotional um, intensity, it programs our subconscious mind. And then our subconscious mind being responsible for most of our thoughts, actions, emotions, um, behaviors, it's going to spit out the the emotions that we feel.
0: Yeah. I, I think that that's a, that's a very, that's a great point. And I think people can really, Experience this in the negative way because, unfortunately, that's how a lot of us are just wired to think. It's a reptilian brain that's teaching us to, you know, be in this negative space out of fear or what have you. But imagine driving in a car and somebody cuts you off, and then you get angry, you get upset, like, "Oh man, today's gonna suck." You know, today's a tough day. And then you, you're telling it that, and you're like, oh, "Today was today's gonna be horrible." I got cut off. I got, and you're repeating that self to you, you're repeating that statement over and over. And then you know, somebody mm-hmm. spills coffee on you. Like, of course, somebody's going to spill coffee on me. It just goes on and on. And that's a way, a negative incantation, a way you're kind of priming yourself for a negative experience. And then that will happen to you. It just inevitably happens. Or that's all you focus on is the negative, even though like there may be five positive things that may have happened. You you don't even think about it. Um. So
1: they- uh, just to that, Ravi, it's a very important point. And not only... So let's say you're driving and then somebody just cuts you off. So, um, not only that that stacking of the emotions or negative circumstances is going to build that emotional state but even in reverse or like remember how i was talking about we habituate our emotions where have like the emotions become habituated so when we are addicted to the emotion of anger we actually are going to look at more of the oh she just cut off or she just cut, cut in front of me we're gonna look for the more opportunities to be angry because and we're going to look for more and more we actually are going to use our Our higher faculties, um, and a couple of those are our memory and our imagination, to even magnify. Because when something is habituated, like let's say if we drink coffee um, to stay awake, like then I guess you drink even more coffee, right? Like you need to like it's just. But for somebody who doesn't drink coffee, just little sip is gonna wake you right up. So it's the same with emotions. If you are already habituated that anger, you actually are going to magnify. So number one, your reticular activating system is gonna find more people that you know, are, are, are upsetting you when you're driving, um, or people at work that are upsetting your neighbor's dog might be upsetting you because you will be, you will be literally just, just kind of like seeing like, how can I get more of that feel so I can stay in that anger home emotion?
0: Yes. Yes. And, and again, I think this brings us back to that point. If this is serving you, then do it. You know, like if just somebody, somebody's cutting you off and being angry at them can somehow make that go away, which Obviously it's not going to happen, but, but be, be angry. But most of the time it's not. So make that decision. Hey, this is not serving me is, you know, I, let me, let me make the switch. And, and the way, what you said, Mariel is key is, you know, cause that's a lot of people ask is how do you make that switch? The first is your physiology, your body language, your posturing, you know, your breathing, like that's, that is the first and ultimate way to start down this process. Cause you know, if you are, you know, another example, if you're sad, everybody knows what a sad person looks like, you know, head down, you know, kind of shoulders rolled over looking down. Um, and then, you know, maybe smile and try to be really happy in that position. It's hard, but if you're, if you're sitting up straight shoulders back, you know, your maybe your, your arms are out. You're just, you automatically almost have this happy feeling. So your, your body position, your physiology, um, your focus, ask yourself the right questions. Like, hey, what can I be grateful for? What about this situation will help me? What can I learn? And then the proper language, like you mentioned, incantations. Once you start doing those things, you can shift, you can shift your state. And that's what people, I feel like people don't understand that. They don't realize that you can shift your state from one to another and do it pretty intentionally and easily once you build a muscle up and that and and it's such a powerful tool to have. And you can do it. It's possible to do. You're not stuck in a state all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's really just making that decision, right? That you want to change and being okay with with really with that decision. And to your point, like even the posture, something um that the research right proves, I think it's from Harvard, Stanford, that that power pose. And I know when I train a lot of speakers, um, when they have fear of public speaking, just really getting them to stand in a power pose just before they go up on the stage, uh, really, I mean, decreases the the stress hormones increases testosterone, right? So it's unbelievable, like just with the physiology.
0: Excellent. So, so we, we discussed the power of gratitude, um, some examples of gratitude, how to shift your state from one of maybe a negative emotion to a grateful state. And then I guess the, the, the final question, what, what are some areas in your life where you can use gratitude on a consistent basis to shift your life? Like, what would you, what would you say?
1: Wow. That's a very good question. Uh, one additional technique I actually want to add to sure. the. Gratitude, um, since we're moving on, on that, that it's not just simply saying, okay, this is what I'm grateful for, and just, just kind of just stating this and thinking that within a second, we're going to feel grateful. So allowing the body, sometimes tapping into, into our memory. Remembering the time when we felt grateful for something so remembering the time like what can we celebrate that remembering that time where it was really, really made us feel really, really great and. um And then what we do um, in that moment, like we are really flooding ourselves with that emotion and not, don't just move from it like right away, but really stay with that emotion for at least 20 seconds. So allowing the body, the nervous system to really get used to the emotion, make it more and more familiar. So that was just something. And the same with imagination. If you cannot think of the time you're grateful for, well... Uh, God gave us that beautiful higher faculty imagination where we can imagine um, what, what could we be grateful for?
0: So that- yeah. that's, that's an excellent point because what I do and I meditate every morning, I focus on gratitude, self-love, forgiveness, th- three, you know, very powerful uh, emotions and states. Um, gratitude is is obviously um, so, so important, maybe the, the most important, but all of them are important. but the way sometimes when i'm in a place where i maybe i can't get the answer of why or what i can see that's positive in the situation i think about my kids who i'm i'm incredibly grateful for my kids i you know love them unconditionally and that feeling that positive feeling that i feel about them then it sort of like permeates into everything else and then i can maybe get more into that state mm-hmm. of gratitude yeah that's definitely a good tip
1: yeah absolutely um and 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 also and that's kind of going into your your second question and also um just adding to that um with the gratitude if we don't it, it, we can always find something that we are grateful for in the situation so the worst situation there is something to be grateful for and um, napoleon hill the author of thinking rich said that every adversity has equal c equal or greater seed of opportunity and like any other seed it's up to us to nourish that seed because the seed will grow into a beautiful fruitful tree or we the, the seed will that seed will die so it's so important to really um nourish that seed and find that seed of opportunity. And the other big point of that is that if not for that adversity, so even if we think it's the worst thing, I can't find anything grateful for, remembering, and that's something that I always go to if I can use extra gratitude in the area, remembering that there is always learning from it. And then um, I introduce myself to the other self. In the moments of adversity, we get to introduce ourselves to the other selves, that it's very difficult to to find when we are living the life. I mean, I I would say from my over 10 years of experience of of coaching amazing high achievers, I would say 99% of the times 99% of the population probably cannot find it kind of just just living unless there is some type of little adversity or big adversity that happens. And maybe monks, right, that sitting in Himalayan and and meditate, they're able to find that other self. But most of the people, it's really that seed of uh, adversity, uh, that seed of opportunity in adversity helps to uh, grow into the fruitful tree. So if anything else fails, and I know I use it, this is my personal thing. Whenever I need to use it, I use it as, um, As a gratitude technique, if I can't think about this specific situation, just knowing, okay, I wonder what kind of part of my other self I'm going to introduce myself to. And so you can always be grateful for awakening the other self.
0: So by the other self, you mean like a, a kind of new, a, a new part of you that you haven't explored before?
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. The one that's, uh, that gets to, um, gets to tackle whatever that adversity is. Yes, to
0: nourish, yeah. yes. Okay, and yes, so, you, so you're grateful for the opportunity because you, you've created an opportunity. Um, you know, every time you feel this this discomfort, um, you feel like, you know, there's something new. You're not, you know, whatever emotion you may feel, you've actually created an opportunity where you can grow. And that is, you can be grateful for that and develop a new, uh, you know, a new part of yourself.
1: Yeah, you discover the other. And it's always like, so if I cannot find anything that's always my go-to Got it. and the area so you're asking that's a very good question but the area i guess that i can improve on and i always use this area because i can always improve on on my patients sometimes uh i'm not patient and i have um three boys so uh, being the mom of three boys sometimes it's uh it's challenging to have the patients all the time and um one of the things that i i practice when i see let's say um like you know they are uh, they're doing something and I can hear them. They're doing something that I might not be the most happy about. Um, uh, before I entered the room, I, um, I put my hand on my heart. And that's the area, the reason why I'm saying, because that's the area I definitely can practice even more and more because I don't think there is enough uh, that you can ever practice the gratitude for your loved ones. So I put my hand on my heart. I think of the moment when they were born. And then I just say, open, open your heart before you open your mouth <laughs> and then just feeling grateful, just entering. And it. my state is much different to tackle whatever, whatever I need to tackle with them.
0: That's, that's great. That, yeah, I can, I can only imagine the three boys, how much you must use that technique to, uh, to yeah. get through <laughs> your situations. Um, I, I would, I would add to that places where I found being grad, uh, being grateful Helpful uh, and is helpful is in the morning, you know, waking up. And I mentioned this earlier, just I always start my day with this power hour. And part of that is meditating and focusing on gratitude is so important because that primes you for the day. You know, just like we talked about, you know, somebody cutting somebody off, you're priming yourself for the negative. Well, this is priming yourself for the positive. You think about all the things you're grateful for, um really feel it, feel the gratitude. And that really helps. And then and then also at night, before you go to bed, um, you also do the same thing. You know, people have a gratitude journal. They write down the things they're grateful for, and that helps you while you're sleeping. It kind of programs your subconscious so that when you wake, you're kind of naturally in this state. So if you constantly do this, you create a habit out of it. You you all, you just are uplifting yourself. You're creating a new state and making it very easy for yourself to be in a state of gratitude
1: absolutely absolutely morning and morning and evening the best times to program uh your subconscious mind the first best time was when we were young and now this is the second best time yes
0: yes excellent um any parting words mariola parting words of
1: wisdom um with regards to the gratitude i would say um being really present with you with the world with the loved ones. Um, I had a distinction this morning during my prayer. And instead of just reciting the gratitude, I just thought of celebrating some of the things, like how far I've come, and some of the things that at one point for me were just a dream. So if you have in um in your life something that was once a dream and you already achieved it even just feeling grateful for that and staying present from the moment to moment really embracing present moment and even even with the breath sometimes i would take each breath and and, and just saying thank you god for even giving me that extra breath that extra day so i can serve um more and um so just just really staying present will also help to be grateful
0: yeah being presence being thankful for the for breathing for your heart beating for you to have four limbs i mean there's i mean did these basic things but but just being grateful for that because many others don't yes so um wonderful well thank you so much mariel this was this was a great conversation so happy to have you we'll absolutely have you back likewise, for episode.
1: likewise. awesome thank you ravi
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoyed
1: this podcast,
0: and if you did, please make sure to hit the subscribe and the like button and leave a comment about what you'd like to see on our future episodes. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only, does not substitute for professional care, nor does it constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for medical care, please seek a qualified doctor or medical professional. For more information, or if you'd like to check out our programs, please visit our website, peakwellnesshealth.com. That's peakwellnesshealth.com.